Hello and welcome to the latest Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles. I am joined by our Unpacked Guru, Peter Franklin. Hello. And today we are talking about, I mean, what is probably one of the hottest topics uh, culturally in, well, pretty much any sort of cultural discussion, which is the now infamous, maybe, Jordan Peterson. So the piece that, uh, Peter, you have written for Unheard is called, Is There Anything That Jordan Peterson Can't Disrupt? Indeed, yes. I wouldn't call him infamous, but an awful lot of people would. And well, that, and that's part of what we're going to talk about, isn't it? Indeed, yes. And there's been a lot of magazine profiles, which are rather more like hit jobs than sort of um, genuine sort of pieces of journalism. Um, however, there is one really good profile which stands out in, in recent months. Um, it's by Wesley Yang for Esquire. And if you want a, you know, a genuinely informative and... Pretty balanced. Balanced, yeah, definitely balanced, definitely fair portrayal of Jordan Peterson, the psychologist, philosopher extraordinaire, um, then um, I'd really recommend it. And in the piece, is there a sort of common thread or a sort of, um, does does Yang present a sort of sense of Peterson and his ideas? He does, yes. And I think what he gets um, uh, very well is that on one level, Peterson has a kind of common sense approach to the world, sort of make your bed, um, sort of respect yourself, respect behave. the people, are, <laughs> behave, you know, be responsible, be grown up. Um, yes, so that's, that's um, you know, very much common sense. But what Yang points out is that common sense these days isn't so common. And in fact, it's come under uh, challenge, especially from the postmodern left. Um, but um, also arguably from groups like the alt-right um, as well that sort of promote their own kind of victimhood narratives. Um, and that Peterson is trying to restore an understanding of the world um, which is no longer um, in place. And therefore he is engaged in a project of refounding the basis of Western culture and civilization. So on that level, he's incredibly ambitious. And I suppose partly, Peter, because it, it is absolutely common sense, and that's definitely the phrase that springs to mind when I read um, his stuff or profiles on him or, or, or listen. He's you know, obviously got his own YouTube channel and is frequently um, doing e interviews, etc. But actually, it's, it's common sense within a moral framework which is, I think, the thing that gets some people's heckles up. Um, but this whole idea that he in some way is part of um, or kind of supportive of the alt-right is quite wrong, isn't it? I think so. I think he's highly disruptive of the alt-right because um, whereas you've got the alt-left, if you like, um, sort of promoting uh, a sort of victimhood hierarchy in which uh, white, um, heterosexual, um, male, sort of cis-gendered people are privileged and, and, oppressors. and oppressors and therefore at the bottom of the kind of scale of desirability. Um, the alt-right 
exploits the backlash against that and promotes all sorts of ideas as to why men and white people etc are actually dis discriminated against um, and you've seen this with the the whole sort of red pill um, idea that women rule the world and are doing doing men down and all of these things and so you can actually play the victimhood um, um, angle both ways, any way you like, actually. And, and the piece that you um, are unpacking from Esquire um, actually quotes Peterson directly in in attacking this idea of identity politics and the idea that you know, kind of, it's a battle to see who can you know who who can claim the greatest victimhood, um, which I think is a, is an important point that some of the critics of Peterson are missing mm. i mean yeah i mean he says that you know you your greatest battle is against your own worst in instincts and that you've got to conquer that and, and not think of yourself as a victim but as the you know the author of your own destiny um and that is really not what the alt-right wants people to internalize at all and and that leads nicely on to the second uh, group, if I can put it that way, a uh, group of critics um, that you mentioned in the Unpacked, because in many ways, what Peterson is espousing is a sort of, you know, relatively traditional um, religious, moral kind of standpoint. So a kind of sense of personal responsibility, treating others well, um, you know, taking ownership of your actions um, and making sure that you live, you know, if I can put it in a sort of slightly... Um, crude way a kind of good kind life and yet there are critics particularly within the christian faith of the way that peterson is presenting himself yes um i think this works on a number of levels um some of them i think misidentify him as a as a theologian he's he's not pretending to do, to be a religious figure at all he is certainly setting out sort of a moral framework but but sort of not in an anti-religious way at all he's actually very sympathetic to religion um, but certainly a secular way it doesn't sort of presuppose any sort of supernatural um, framework for understanding what he's trying to get people to to internalize but um, some of them do see him as a religious teacher and identify his message as Pelagian now that's a sort of ancient history um, an sorry an ancient um, heresy um, and Pelagius apparently taught that actually you don't need God to save you. Um, you just need to kind of pull your socks up and read the Bible and follow the instructions and be a better person and that's that's all you need. Obviously that goes against mainstream Christianity. I think there's another religious um, criticism which is that which recognizes that Peterson's not a religious teacher but still thinks he's misleading people. Um, by um, saying that actually they can sort themselves out, that they don't need a sort of wider framework of support, um, whether from the church or from society, to to allow them to to, to live a good life. And Peter, you're um, quite pointed in your uh, discussion of why Peterson is resonating with um, particularly young 
men or particularly men not necessarily young um where perhaps bishops and archbishops and other kind of formerly religious people are not yeah because what he says um he says it with feeling with sincerity with absolute moral clarity there's no sort of hedging about and it's also about the it's all it's also about the individual it's challenging the individual it's not like what some well you've got so your your right wing sort of american televangelists who rails against you know sort of all the agents of of depravity that they might care to mention and you know sort of give a very sort of culturally conservative message and then you've got the polar opposite your sort of trendy vicar um, your sort of woolly-minded liberal bishop who's more interested in sort of criticising governments than actually challenging people about how they live their lives. But there's, there's quite a, I mean, yes, but there's quite a big space in the middle of those two extremes um, where, you know, there will be plenty of religious individuals in, you know, kind of formal official capacities um, who aren't either, you know, sort of conservative, evangelical kind of more, more extreme end in that sense or all on the very liberal kind of a bit willy-nilly sort of woolly um perspective and yet those religious figures in the middle are not having the same impact is there not something particularly important about the fact that peterson is delivering that secular message and that you don't have to be religious in order to buy into a set of values and behaviours that give you that sense of purpose and identity. Well, yes. I mean, obviously, that's um, the fact that he's neither explicitly religious nor explicitly anti-religious does maximise his his audience. But I think when you're talking about that, those middle-of-the-road religious figures well you know I'm a church goer sat through endless sermons and most of them are just incredibly woolly sort of um, wouldn't it be nice if everyone was nice messages and that's fine as far as it goes but it doesn't challenge people deeply and he does you know his 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 message is not an easy one but it is a challenging one and I think for a lot of young people, especially young men, as we've said, who feel that they lack purpose and direction in life, well, he sets one out. And, you know, I think if religious figures were as clear, then I think they'd get more interest than they are at the moment, and they're not. And then just to wrap uh, this discussion up, um, you also mention in the piece that uh, Peterson might be embarking on a uh, more formal disruption uh, of, I guess, the sector where ideas and thinking is most uh, predominantly found, which is the higher educational university sector. Um, why might he be doing that? And, and might that actually be more important for the disruption of ideas than actually for the disruption of you know, the actual delivery of higher education? Well, I think so. I mean, it, it's a brief paragraph in, in Yang's um, um, profile in which there's a hint that he may be talking to um, a couple of um, big sort of tech figures in, in America about setting up a disruptive form of higher education which would deliver education in the humanities for a much lower cost than um, the universities manage at the moment. And also 
um, reading behind the line, between the lines, a much broader ideological viewpoint instead of the capture by the humanities, which we've definitely seen by the by the left. Right, it's become a lot of there's you know there's been a lot of concern that. Um, the whole um, academy is being taken over by highly politicised left-wing campaigners um, who are more interested in preaching an agenda than opening up their students to a wide variety of viewpoints. So that's another kind of opening for someone like Jordan Peterson, who would be certainly offering a very distinct viewpoint of his own. But you know, with a genuine commitment to free speech and pluralism and giving everyone a chance to experience, you know, the full range of um, sort of thinkers, um, whether they're left, right, centre or whatever. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Peter. Um, Fascinating discussion and a a great unpacked. Um, Thank you, James, our producer. uh, And thank you all for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. um, And do also check out our other podcasts. Thank you.